Daily Gazette Company presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast studio in Schenectady, New York. We're going to wrap up a doubleheader of Union Hockey Action on Saturday. Uh, the men dropped a 5-1 decision to Harvard. Uh, Harvard improves to 6-0 in the league and overall with 17 points. And Union falls at 3-3, nine points in the uh, conference and 5-8-1 overall. Uh, tough night for the Dutchman. Uh, yeah, they gave up the, the big. The key to this game was, was they gave up a pair of goals on four and four situations late in the second period. And what happened was um, Josh Nixon of Union uh, uh, hit uh, hit a Harvard player from behind uh, behind the Harvard net with uh, 3:52 to go, and Harvard defenseman Jack Barr retaliated by contacting Nixon's head. Uh, the referees of Andrew um, DePuzo and um, Kevin Graber. Oh, I'm sorry, Anthony DePuzo and Kevin Graber uh, went to video review and saw both penalties, and they b- assessed five-minute majors to both players, uh, Nixon for checking, uh, hitting from behind and the game misconduct, and Barr for uh, contact to the head and a game misconduct. Now, both major penalties were put on the board, and I had a – I mean, maybe college hockey is different. I don't know, but I know when you have uh, five-minute majors assessed to each – team in the NHL, you don't put them on the board. And especially if you have game misconduct tacked on, it just seemed weird to see uh, a pair of players serving uh, the major penalties in the in that situation. Uh, and, and Josh Housie addressed it because I had talked with him about that after the game. And he'll you know, you'll hear him say he's, he's going to check with the league to see if, if that was the, the right move. Uh, but anyway, what happened was that at the time it was 2-1, to one. In or two to one in favor of Harvard, and then uh, those penalties, as I said, were assessed at uh, sixteen oh eight, and uh, thirty uh, twenty nine seconds later, Sean Farrell uh, made it three to one. He beat uh, goaltender Connor Murphy over the glove side, and then with forty three seconds left in the period, Matthew Coronado scored to make it four one, and really essentially put the game. On ice after two periods, it was a, yeah, and um, you know, Harvard did get a goal in the third period. So I, it, it was a tough situation. Was, yeah, Harvard's a good team, no doubt about that. They're six and zero for a reason. They're they're playing well right now, and uh, you can't give Harvard open ice. After that, they have great speed, great talent, uh, talented forwards, and you just really can't do that. I mean, for the most part, Union played decently five on five with them, and they killed off. Uh, five Harvard power plays, but uh, it just wasn't enough. And more of a concern for the Dutchman is the status of goaltender Connor Murphy. The senior left the game early in the third period with cramping, and that's the second time this season that Murphy's had to leave a game because of cramping. Uh, he's tried to skate around, and uh, trainer Cheryl Rockwood said, you're coming off the ice. She, she didn't like the way he was looking as he was uh, skating around, and uh, as a precaution, they got him out of the game, and um, Kyle Chauvet, the freshman goaltender, uh, replaced him. And it was his uh, Messerink debut. He gave up a uh, late goal to uh, Baker Shore, and that was the final goal of the game that made it 5-1. to one. Uh, So, But Union will have three weeks off now, and uh, Murphy will have time to uh, 
you know, heal up and um, try to get uh, solve this cramping issue. It has been warm in the Capital Region the last couple of days, and, uh, and maybe that played a factor in it as well. So we'll see uh, what happens uh, with uh, Connor Murphy's status uh, going forward. And I think he wants to be healthy for the next game the Dutchman play because it's against his old team, Northeastern. That game will be at Messerink on December 3rd. So let's hear from the uh, participants in the game. Let's start with the winning team, Harvard. And let's talk to Matthew Coronado, who had a goal and two assists. So, uh, Matt, how big was that? Four on four, five in a major. You could score those two goals, but didn't really put the game away. Yeah, I think it's it's big. I think uh, we did a good job keeping our composure. Um, there was a lot of chippiness, so um, I think our group did a good job uh, keeping it together, and uh, we found a way to win, so it's always good. Yeah, you guys got to start off, you know, scoring a shorthanded goal, and how much was that a help? Yeah, it's huge. Um, anytime you can get one of those, it's it's big for momentum. Um, Sean made a great play stealing that puck and was able to bury it, and I think uh, our team built off that a lot, so it was a, a big play in the game for sure. Yeah. Talk about your goal. What, what did you see? Uh, kind of just waiting in front. Thron drove the net there and uh, made a great little play to get it back out in front and um, was able to get it by him there, but just a great play by uh, Henry there to, to make that happen. You guys are off to a 6-0 and start. What's been the key so far? Um, I think just, just playing playing as a group, um, just playing with our identity, being hard, uh, being smart. Uh, I think those two things are important, and uh, we just got to keep it rolling and, and stay cool, calm, and collected. Now up is the head coach of the Harvard Crimson, Ted Donato. Teddy, me, how important were those two goals on the uh, the five minute majors and four and four? You know, you guys use your speed and you know, just really overpowered. Yeah, I think they were really important. Um, you know, I think there was a a time earlier in the game where we felt like we were, you know, getting a lot of you know zone time and some chances, but we, uh, you know, we didn't get really any separation in the game. So, uh, you know, to get the the two goals four on four, I think were were helpful to us. Um, you know, some some great plays by some great players and, uh, you know, really allowed us to uh, get a little separation in the game. Back-breaking goals, you think? Um, you know what, I, I think uh, Union's been, a, you know, a pretty resilient team. Uh, you know, they're undefeated at home coming into tonight. I think Josh is doing a, a great job. Uh, so I, I feel like, uh, you know, they, they were going to keep coming, and and so even though we got the two goals, I think it was important that uh, you know we stayed with it because uh, you can tell you know when you play a team that you know when they believe in what they're doing, and uh, you know so we knew we were in for a tough test tonight. As mentioned, the Farrell shorthanded goal. I mean, he steals a puck from Calamel there right in, the, in the left circle. I mean, how important was it to get that going? Well, I think I think it had a couple uh, reasons why it was so important. Uh, one, it gets, gets us off to a good start when, you know, when, uh, you know, when we could be thinking about, you know, going down a goal shorthand, you know, uh, uh, you know, being shorthanded. And then I think the the other reason internally is uh, Sean Farrell's played some really good hockey, but um, you know he's had some tough luck. You know he's hit a lot of posts and uh, goalies have made some great saves on him. So I think uh, you know it was nice to get him involved in the game early and I think uh, you know he was flying all night you went with uh, Derek and Golden Knight instead of Gibson uh, with the reasoning behind that well I think one we have uh, we have faith uh, 
you know, in all our goalies, um, you know, Mitch played well last night, uh, you know, gave us a chance to stay in the game, uh, you know, face some action. But um, I, I would probably say um, really just uh, with the schedule, we played Tuesday night against UNH, so you play – Friday, Saturday, Tuesday, you get a chance to, you know, give Mitch a chance to uh, be fresh back on Tuesday and, you know, gives Derek a chance to uh, come in and play well, and, and uh, thankfully he did. Let's now move over to uh, Union, and we'll start with head coach Josh Halji. And the first question I asked him dealt with uh, the status of Connor Murphy. Josh, let's start with the status of uh, Connor Murphy. Is he cramp up again? Yeah, it was uh, another issue with that, so um, a little frustrating, but just want to make sure he's healthy and and okay. I guess the fortunate thing is he's got three weeks off now until the, the game against his former school Northeastern. So in a, in a way, it's best to he'll be able to get you know, full strength by that time. Yeah, and that was you know I, I think when you look at it, it's it's the right move to to sit him down and make sure he's he's healthy and get plenty of time to get to get back at it. Was it warm? Me obviously it's been warm out here the last couple of days here in the capital region. Did that you think have a, a factor in that? I, I think it. It seems to be when you know the building is a little bit warmer is when he's having issues with it. So um, it's something we're going to try to you know figure it out. We've been working on ways to to make sure it's corrected. But um, you know at the end of the day we trust the medical staff and hopefully they'll uh, you know come up with a solution. Harvard just proved to be too tough tonight. You know even strength uh, scoring short in it. But I think the the big goals there were late in that second period. The four and four on the major penalties uh, was were those two goals backbreakers? Yeah, I, I think you look at it like we. Um, you know, didn't have the first that we would have liked, but I thought in the second we were, um, you know, at least turning the tide a little bit. And then you go down, you know, four on four, and they're extremely talented. It gives them more space on the ice, and that was that was the difference. I'm used to being the NHL rules where if you have coincidental major penalties, they're not on the board. Is that different in college hockey? Because, I mean, it, it seems like, you know, both players also got thrown out of the game. So I would think that they would not, those penalties would not have gone on the board. You know, I, I asked the official that. Um, he seemed extremely adamant that that was the case because I'm used to the NHL rule as well. And, um, you know, it's definitely something that I'm going to be looking into tonight. But um, overall, I mean, we were both kind of given the same hand, and we have to play better four on four. What is it about Harvard that makes them so tough? Well, they're extremely talented at the top end. I mean, they have some, you know, really gifted, um, you know, skilled players in 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 in, in Coronado and Farrell. Like they're they're really talented. You give them time and space, they can they can make you pay. And we did we did that tonight, and they they hurt us. Yeah, and especially the short-handed goal where Calmel uh, fumbles the puck there in the left circle in the union, in the union zone, and uh, um, Sean Farrell picks it up and you know, buries it right away. So I mean that. That has, that has to be a tough start. Yeah, it was. And, I mean, yeah, you start by losing the faceoff. It gets cleared down, and then, you know, we turn the puck over. It ends up in the back of our net. Cal's been outstanding for us this year, so it's hard to, you know, say anything other than, you know, get him back out there because he's a tremendous player. Yeah. Uh, but the only thing that really went right tonight, you did kill all five uh, Harvard power plays, so how pleased are you with that? Yeah, I thought the kill did a really nice job. Their power plays <laughs> as tough. As, as any you're going to face in college hockey, so I'm um, happy that the kill gave us a chance. Um, you know, but yeah, you're, you're right; there wasn't a, a whole lot of other positives. Yeah. Three weeks off now. What? Obviously, players have exams for the next week, starting uh, Wednesday or Thursday. Um, what, what's the, is the plan for this team going to be like? What's the, your plans for the uh, time off? Well, I think we're going to try to hit the road and, and recruit really hard. So I think you'll have one or two coaches that are always out during the whole time. Um, you know, just 
just trying to you know make connections and build relationships with guys we're targeting um also just you know let the guys finish but also have the ability to work some skill stuff uh with them and uh, really try to develop them over the next couple weeks and we'll give them you know the thanksgiving holiday off as well up next are our union players owen ferris one of the uh, three team captains and defenseman nick petrullo uh, Owen, sorry, you a tough one tonight. You know, you, you, Harvard just you know, obviously overpowered you guys, but I think that the two key goals were came on the uh, coincident on majors penalties. I mean, how, how much of a backbreaker were those goals? No, I wouldn't exactly call it an overpowering. I think we played a good game five on five. I think special teams killed us, um, to be honest. So that's something we're going to look here in the next two weeks. Um, obviously, untimely goals back to back on the. During the five-minute major, four-on-four, um, they're a skilled team. That's the type of game they want to play, and they play chippy in between the whistles, hoping to get offsetting and so they can get into that style of game. Uh, so we got to keep our heads a little bit, um, stay out of those, but by no means do I think five-on-five. Five, um, we can't play with them or we can't beat them. I thought there was a lot of situations where we were better, um, and we know what we can bring uh, next time we see them in uh, Cambridge. Nick, unfortunately, you were on for those two goals in that. How difficult was that to play four and four against them? Um, I I wouldn't necessarily say it was uh, any more difficult than playing against other team. I think it was just uh, some some minor breakdowns, and that's a team where you have a minor breakdown in a four and four where you have a ton of ice to make plays. They're going to make you pay, which they did. Oh, and what do you learn from a game like this? Uh, like I said previously, learning how to keep our heads uh, staying out of the box. That was something that bit us at slew as well. Um, we tried to emphasize this week, but you know we got into a chippy game and lost um, our cool in situations. I think that's one piece. And playing a complete 60. Um, it's tough to do um, always, but I think that's going to be our MO in terms of how we beat teams and how we stay in the mix for a bye. Nick, uh, one good thing that you guys killed off all five uh, Harvard penalty uh, power plays. Uh, yeah, pretty good weekend. Bounce back from you know, last weekend. I mean, how good was that to, to be able to shut them down that way? Yeah, it's great. You know, obviously the the team consists of a lot of skilled players on the power play, and you know we we've had a couple weekends where you know things didn't go our way, and you know we took some time to really. Uh, you know, bear down on the, on the little details and, and and make sure that you know kills are huge for us, and, and that's something that can build for us. You know, and on the offensive side of things. Hey Nick, now you guys get three weeks off. You got obviously you have to worry about exams starting uh, middle of uh, next week. Uh, what after once exams get down, what, what what do you guys hope to work on in practice as you get ready for uh, the Northeastern game? Uh, like Owen said, I think I think. Uh, you know, staying out of the box is one thing. Playing a full 60, um, and you know, at the end of the day, is is playing with confidence. You know, there, there's times where, um, you know, we don't trust ourselves. When realistically, if you look at the at the personnel that we have on our team, there shouldn't be, you know, anybody that we give too much respect to who comes in. You know, whether we go in their building or they come into our building. Owen. Yeah, um, I echo the same things Nick had. Um, I think we're definitely going to take these two weeks to build as a team and also come closer. You get a little time away for you don't you don't have to have that quick turnaround, you know, where you're looking immediately into the next weekend. Um, so take some time to focus on what we're doing um, and come together closer as a team. Um, I think that's going to come in the form of team building and other exercises we do off the ice. Um, that's going to pay dividends here coming to the second half. Are you guys ready for exams? Uh, I like to think so. 
I hope so. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the union women and the role uh, that the Dutch women are on heading into a big, big game Tuesday against RPI. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes! Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in New York, because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Hi, this is Union Hockey Analyst Brian Unger. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Schott. Welcome back to the podcast. And uh, the first game I covered uh, on Saturday was an afternoon tilt between the Union Dutch women and the RIT Tigers, a non-conference game. Union uh, beat RIT on Friday in overtime, and uh, they were looking to complete the sweep and extend an unbeaten streak. Uh, Union had not been unbeaten in four in a row or had won three straight since uh, their second season of Division One hockey back in 2004. And they were looking to do that and make some history here. And, and they did, although it took a little drama to do it. Uh, it was scoreless after the first period, uh, but Ashley Adams scored 833 into the second to on an unassisted goal. A great play. She came out of the uh, left-wing corner and skated to the uh, left circle and fired her shot over the shoulder of uh, goaltender uh, Sarah Coe, and that made it one nothing Union. Union had some chances there, but I thought they you know, they had 36 shots on goal, but I thought they could have had a lot more. I think they were you know, being a little too fine with uh, passing and, and cycling and, and uh, they missed some missed opportunities there. And it really came back to bite them a little bit late in the third period as Lindsay Mahoney scored with 2.46 left to tie it. And it appeared that for the fourth straight game, Union was going to have to go to overtime. But uh, with just over 40 seconds left, um, Ashley Adams spotted Marin Friday coming in for the right point. Adams was straddling the uh, goal line along the uh, right side. Uh, Adams hit Friday with a perfect pass, and Friday buried it uh, to give Union the lead, and the Dutch woman held on. It's their third straight win, and they're unbeaten in their last four, and it's an incredible accomplishment. And they're looking to make some more history because they hope to make it five uh, straight games unbeaten and four in a row when they play RPI on Tuesday night, their final game before uh, exam break. So uh, we'll we'll be covering that game for you on DailyGazette.com and on Twitter at Slapshots. But uh, let's talk to some of the participants in this game. Let's start with um, the team captain, Emily King. Emily, you guys were look like you're you know, go getting ready to play a four straight overtime game, and then Marin comes through with a big goal. I mean, how big was that? It was huge. I mean, it was really exciting, and it sucked that they scored right after that penalty kill. But um, I just think it, it really tunes into how our team doesn't give up, especially going towards the end. Like even if a team scores in the past, we've given up after, but we just came out harder, and I think that really speaks to volume through our team. It's been 18 years since this team, this program, has won three straight, has gone unbeaten in four. Do you understand the significance of this? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's exciting to be a part of it. I'm honored to be a part of it and to be a leader through it all. But um, I think we have more. I think we can keep breaking records and winning more games. I mean, we have an awesome game coming up on Tuesday against a rival. 
I think we can win that, and I and then we have a little bit of a break. But I think I think we have a really good team, and we can keep winning. And we'll talk about the RPI game in a second. But it, it seemed like you guys, you know, you had 36 shots on goal, but it seemed you could have had more. It seemed like you guys were cycling a lot and uh, maybe looking for the perfect shot. Could you have put more shots on goal? Yeah, we talked about that every single time we went in the locker room about how we were kind of doing it to ourselves. Like when we would lose the puck or something like that, it was because we were controlling the entire game and, and we weren't really challenging the middle as much as we can. And I think that that's something that we have to work on, you know, in the next coming day or two before our Tuesday game. But uh, I think that we dominated and yeah it's nice to have control of the puck but sometimes you you know you want to get more shots and more opportunities to score goals and stuff like that yeah that's a quick turnaround as you mentioned rpi on uh tuesday night right before exams you guys got a lot on your plate obviously with with the exams coming up and again trying to get a couple days of rest before you place the rpi what's it going to be like on tuesday night um we definitely need to rest the next couple days um I think that we're conditioned enough, we're prepared enough. Um, we'll do some video, we'll practice some little details that we watch from video, in the, I mean, in the one-day practice that we have before then. But I, I think we're ready. I, I, we're not scared. We, we like the challenge. So, What's it going to take? I mean, obviously lost all three games last year, RPI. Um, what is it going to take to you know, get the win in here and go into the uh, first trimester break on a high note? Um, I think we've got to continue with our four check. Uh, we've been really dominant in that. And then also we just got to keep playing our game like we've been playing so far this year. We've had you know, one or two bad games, but other than that, we've really been dialed, and I think that we can continue. And also the rivalry just you know, hypes everyone up more, and I, I think we have a really – it'll be a really good game on Tuesday. Up next is the uh, game-winning goal scorer, defenseman Marn Friday. Marn, take me through that goal there. You, did you come in from the point and you see what uh, the, the, when you saw uh, Adams with the puck? Yeah, I know. Right after they scored, we just came back with a lot of energy going at the end of the period, and I just was coming down from the point. I saw Ash with the puck coming out from behind the net, and you know she passed it, and I shot, gave it everything I had, and it went in. So we're excited about that. I mean, you've had some couple, a couple of big goals the last couple of weeks. You had the game tire against Dartmouth, which sets the game in the overtime. And here you end up scoring the game-winning goal. So I mean, just you know, right place, right time. I think just continuing to work hard, and I'm just trying my best out there and getting as many shots as possible. So. I mean, you're staring at maybe a four straight overtime game here. I mean, uh, I mean how good was it to finally you know, win a game in regulation? It, it was amazing. I think for our group, like going three OT games and then coming out with two wins and a tie had us on high energy, and so we really wanted to just finish this one in regular time. I, was, I asked Emily the same. I'll ask you the same question. I mean, you guys had 36 shots on goal, but it seemed like you could have had a lot more. You could have, I think you did attempt over 60 shots, but it seemed like you could have had more pucks on the Is it a case of maybe trying to be too fine with, with passing the puck instead of shooting the puck? Yeah, I think sometimes we maybe are looking for the kind of the perfect play when we just need to get a shot on net. And I think if we just bear down on a little bit of execution, then we'll have more pucks in the net. You guys have done something historic here. First time in 18 years, a, a Union women's team has won three in a row, uh, one going on beating in four. What does that mean to you, and how important is that to, to have this uh, momentum going in, into Tuesday? I think every year people on our team are just trying to continue building and growing the um, just the program, and so to finally be getting wins and succeeding is a big motivator for our group, and I think we just want to keep going with that. 
Yeah, you don't have much time to get ready for RPI on Tuesday night. You mean you probably get a rest on Sunday, practice Monday. Then, of course, you always also have in the back of your mind the exams coming up. So how do you try to balance that with everything going on with the game and with practice and with your studies? I think being D1 athletes, we just have time management, and so we just got to go into that, be prepared. We've been preparing for kind of just games throughout the season, and so I think we're conditioned enough, and we've been through our system, so I think we'll be fine with this quick turnaround. I think really we're just excited to have another chance at RPI, and hopefully we'll come out with the win. Obviously you lost all three games last year. What's it going to take to uh, turn the tide this, this time? I think we just need to come out hard, play aggressive as we did these two games, and just keep the momentum going, and we won't have a problem. Up next is Ashley Adams, who had the big game with a goal and an assist. First of all, Ashley, take me through your goal that uh, gave uh, your team a one nothing lead. It looked like you came out of the corner and you, you know, skated around and threw some defense, defense down there. Yeah, um, Paige Greco shot the puck in the corner, and I saw RPI going into the corner. I mean, RIT yeah. going into the corner. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I beat her to the puck, so then I just cut to the net, and I saw the opening blocker side, and I shot it up and yeah. scored. And what about the uh, play that uh, you set up on the game winner? So, like, I was behind the net, and I just cut back because I knew the girl was going to chase me behind the net, and I just saw Mar, and she was yelling for it, and I passed it, and she just got it in and scored. How exciting was it when you're staring at maybe a four-straight overtime game here? It was very exciting. I, I... Really didn't want to go in overtime again, so when I saw Marin up there, I was so excited. And when she scored, I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> what does it say about this team? I've asked the other players the question. You know, three straight wins, four four games in a row unbeaten. Really has has not been done since 2004. What does that mean to you guys at this point? It's just very exciting. Like I know every year the girls are looking to change the program and this year like we just came out hard the very first few games and when we started winning it was just very exciting for us and it's just we're changing the program it's just very exciting you got rpi coming up tuesday uh not much time to rest you have a day off sunday practice monday and as i mentioned to the other players here exams coming up so how do you try to balance that as you prepare for this game on tuesday we just need to rest up, drink a lot of water, eat good, and just practice Monday, work on the details, and I think we're ready. You got some studying in there, too? Yeah, a little bit, but mainly hockey. <laughs> Finally, I spoke with uh, Union Assistant Coach Chris Ardito. Ardito is running the team in place of Josh Skiba, uh, Union head, Women's Head Coach, is, uh, with the Team USA Women's Team. He's serving as an assistant coach, which he did during the uh, World Championships uh, earlier this year, back in the summertime. Uh, the uh, Team USA is getting set for its uh, rivalry series with Team Canada, so uh, Skiba will be away from the team for a little while. So here's assistant coach Chris Ardito. Uh you're staring at a four straight overtime game here, it looked like, and then um, uh, Ashley finds Marin, and uh, you've got another victory in regulation this time. How, yeah. how does that feel? Great. Uh, I was re- we were getting ready for overtime. Liv and I were starting to talk about it there on the bench, and then it's a great play. So Did, yeah. you, see, did you see how the goal was set up? Yeah, yeah it was great. We, uh, I mean, we run that every day in practice, and, and they're getting it, and they're executing, and uh, that's similar to a, another goal we had earlier too. It was great. So you're dominating this game, but then you know RIT scores that goal. I mean, how important was it to you know, bounce back quickly and not let that you know that linger? 
Yeah, it's huge. Uh, we have a great group. They don't really let anything get to them. So it, normally we're trying to pick the bench up and say we're good, here we go, and they were doing it to each other. And we were not worried for a second. Whether we were going to go to overtime or whatever it was, we weren't worried. You guys have won three straight, unbeaten in four, something that hasn't been done since 2004. What does this mean to the program at this point? It's huge. I mean, we, we uh, I know Josh spoke with all the players when they were coming in, and we talked to everyone who we were talking to about being a program of firsts, right, and, and everything we're doing this year, first program to beat UNH, first one to beat uh, Holy Cross, you know, and, and first four since then and all that stuff, and Riley with first player to score two game-winning goals in overtime like that. So we talk about being first, and we're starting to do it, which is great to see the process start to pay off. You could have had, I mean, as I mentioned, you had, what, 36 shots on goal, but it seemed like you could have had a lot more. Was it too much cycling, too much, you know, trying to find that perfect uh, pass? I think it was mostly the first period with that. Yeah, the second period we turned it on there. The first period we were looking a little bit too cute there. We weren't getting pucks through. They blocked a few big ones, too. We were just a lot of perimeter, and second period we started to generate more. Yeah, Tuesday night, you have a quick turnaround here. Not really much time to rest. RPI, obviously, the Capital Region rival here. Uh, how big is that game going to be Tuesday night, especially you know, the players also have the you know, distraction of you know, final exams get ready for? Yeah, we've talked about it. We started talking about it a few weeks ago. They know. They're dialed. They're ready to go. It's a quick turnaround. Uh, they have a full day off tomorrow. Monday, we usually have a certain theme to that day. It's going to change to what a Thursday would be. Um, but they're geared up. They're ready to play RPI. We're pumped up for it. We know that they're going to come hard, and it's just going to be a fun battle. And RPI has, is off this weekend, so I mean, they could be fresh. Is that a concern? No, no. I mean, whether they're fresh or not, we're going to stick to what we're doing. It's just going to be fun. Yeah, yeah you lost three times last year to them. Uh, I know the game here was not good, and the game over there or if I was a little bit worse. Uh, yeah, what's it going to take uh, to uh, you know get past RPI on Tuesday? I think what we did at the Mayor's Cup last year was was telling of what we're doing right now. Yeah, those first two games against them last year weren't great, and they came out hot. Credit to them, too. Um, but at that time, too, we had 15 players who hadn't played. Now we have most of the team who has. We have first years that are contributing. So I think if we just stick to what we're doing, it's going to be fun. Let's take a look at the three stars from uh, both games. Uh, we'll start with the men, and uh, all Harvard players will be involved in this. Number three star, Joe Miller, who had a goal and an assist. Matthew Coronado had a goal and two assists. He's the number two star. And the number one star of the game, Sean Farrell, with two goals and one assist. In the women's game, uh, number three star from RIT was Lindsay Mahoney, who had that game-tying goal there late in the uh, third period. Marn Friday, number two star with the game-winning goal. And then the number one star with the goal and assist, Ashley Adams. So there are your stars of the games for the uh, men and the women's games. Let's take a look around uh, ECAC Hockey men's action from Saturday night. RPI gets a dramatic goal from John Beaton with uh, just over, under 30 seconds left to beat Dartmouth 2-1. to one. That stopped a four-game losing streak for the Engineers. Princeton came away with a 1-0 win over Brown. Colgate down St. Lawrence 4-1. to one. Clarkson, by that same score, was over Cornell. And for the fourth consecutive game, Yale failed to score a goal. Former Union uh, forward uh, Colin Graff had a hat trick to lead Quinnipiac to a 4-0 victory over the Bulldogs. That's uh, Bulldogs now are just struggling to score goals. That's amazing. That's 240 minutes now in conference play uh, that they have not scored a goal. And uh, the hard times are down there at Yale. It's going to be interesting to see if they can bounce back. I know they were having some issues last year. Seemed to get it going, but... Uh, 
Not, not right now. They're struggling to, to, to find some uh, someone who can score a goal. So um, there you go. Uh, one game on Tuesday night, and uh, Ted Donato mentioned it in his post game. Uh, Harvard has a game Tuesday night. They go to Durham, New Hampshire to take on the University of New Hampshire. Uh, and as I said, you will be off for the next three weeks. And uh, RPI will be back in action next weekend with a pair of games against Alaska uh, Fairbanks. So, well, that'll do it for this edition of the podcast. And I thank you for listening. And of course, if you have any questions or comments about union hockey, college hockey, or anything else uh, in general, you can uh, email me at shot, that's S C H O T T, at dailygazette.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of the Daily Gazette Company. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of the Daily Gazette Company. I'm Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Shot. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you Tuesday night after a Union RPI women's game from Messering. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good night, good hockey.